Welcome to SKUcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs in the promotional products industry. SKUcast shines a light on our industry's best work, features maverick personalities, and discusses what's really involved in running a modern promotional products business. SKUcast is the official podcast of Common SKU. We share more information with them that we never yeah. would 10 years ago. Margin information and people will say, well, you share your margin with your suppliers? Well, they're a yeah. partner. Like, look out back here. We don't, make, we don't make anything out back. There's nothing. I, I agree. Need, I need them. I need them. So why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I share yeah. that? Hey, if we're, if we're trying to get this piece of business together, I need to be transparent to my supplier, just as I need yeah. them to be transparent to me. And I think that I think that Bobby, that's that that's probably that part of it is stronger than it's ever been. Over 20 million in annual sales, over 130 salespeople. Steve Levschuk is the president and CEO of Talbot Marketing, who spent 12 years as a supplier and 23 years as a distributor. Talbot is a two-time recipient of one of the most coveted business awards in Canada, the 50 best managed companies in Canada, recognized by Deloitte. Steve has a unique perspective on the business due to his experience in leading both supplier and distributor companies. We talk with Steve about margin and cash flow, acquisitions, international business, and we also ask what's on Steve's desk right now, which leads to a few ideas on rewarding your salespeople and watching those booked order numbers. Also, Steve's a distributor candidate for the PPAI board, the industry's largest trade association. Voting is currently open. You can learn more about voting for Steve at ppai.org. Today's episode is courtesy of CommonSkew, the effortless business management platform that empowers you to process more orders and grow your business. For more information or to start your free trial, visit commonskew.com. In 2007, revenues were 12 million. It's 10 years later. You're north of 20. What have you learned about secrets to growing your business in, in this industry? And I use the word secrets very cautiously because are there really any secrets? How do you grow exponentially? I know that's such a broad question and and you're looking back on 10 years experience. Is there anything beyond servicing your clients well and working hard, any particulars? I spent a lot of my time and efforts in, in that, that category, uh, of Bobby, and most of my uh, I'll be I'll be honest. We we acquire companies, right? And not every company is an acquisition opportunity for us or a good fit for us. So there's a lot of time spent uh, doing our due diligence. What's it, what is a good fit? Our whole organization is set up to to support the promotional products, a, pro, a professional salesperson in the promotional products industry. We understand okay. their needs and wants, their dreams and aspirations. We get that as a company. And so we've had a number of people gravitate to us over the years. We're not very good at someone coming in and say, hey, uh, Steve, I, I, I like the promote. It's, it's of interest to me. I'd like to join. Can you teach me the industry? Right. We're not very right. good at that. Not very right. good. At, have, have we done it? Yes, we have. And we've had for every 10 that come through, we will have one success story, but uh, I've heard that statistic before, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very, we're better at supporting the professional who's been around and people know that and they know we're good at it and they gravitate to us. That's been a good thing. That's been a wonderful, wonderful thing that coupled with, we've got a list of our customers. I don't know what we've got close to uh, 25, 25,000 customers teaching our salespeople how to do deeper, deeper dives with in, in some of those customers. So yeah. really it's not one, one thing, thing, Bobby, that's acquisitions, yeah. the recruitment and support of salespeople, teaching our salespeople how to kind of do deeper dives in existing accounts, to pull more business out of them. A combination yeah. of those three have really helped us get to where, uh, get to where we want to be. And I guess a, a fourth would be our internal people making sure our, cause as we've grown, we've had to bring on new people, uh, and making sure we hire the right person 
that we'll we'll teach them the business. We'll we'll we'll. Well, I don't expect them to know about the promotional products business, but what I do expect them to have is some skills, some transferable skills that we can transfer over to our 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 business. And the biggest thing, the right. biggest thing, is to have the mindset of meeting and exceeding a customer's expectations. If yeah. they've got that mindset, uh, we'll teach them the rest. And in our case, just because of our setup, a customer can be multifaceted. We look at our 130 plus salespeople around the uh, around the country as customers. We look at it as the end user, the end user who actually buys a product as a customer. We actually look at our, our we, we teach, in fact, I just had a gentleman in here this morning prior to our, our talk teaching about internal customers that, hey, the finance department is your customer. Yeah. You need, to, they're, they're waiting to get their job done on, inf- right. they need information from you to do their job properly. So you need to look after that finance person as well as you would ABC company out here who's buying the product. That's we need great that. advice. So I think to yeah. have a very, very good focus on meeting and exceeding our customers' expectation has yeah. gone a long, long way too. With acquisitions, in your mind, what, what is a good acquisition target in terms of revenue, gross profit, or net profit? Are there figures in your head and things that you knew automatically just from years of doing it that look like a good fit to you? Yeah, one, one, one thing is, and I'm, I'm always uh, amazed, um, is gross margin. You know, gross margin yeah. makes the world go round, and, and, uh, and it's not markup. Uh, it, it's gross margin. We need, I, I, we need for something to be attractive to us. We need to understand uh, that that they've they've understood and appreciated gross margin. And probably, I'd, I'd do. I like I like to see it up around forty percent. And I, I've I've seen people with it well north of forty. And I've seen stuff where they they say, uh, Steve, well, it's uh, I'm getting a gross margin of thirty uh, percent. I said thirty. Well, I'm not. Or 35%. Yeah. I said, well, I'm not calculating that. I'm not getting that. Show me how you do. And I say, well, I'll take the cost of a dollar or $10, and I'll go times 1.35. And I said, and these are experienced people. And I said, well, that, that's, that's markup. You're talking, oh, well, that's how I do it. I said, well, okay. That, that's, not a good, that's not a good fit for us. Right. That's not a good fit for us. So right. we'd like to see that. I'd like to see the owner stay a while, stay around for a while. The owner yeah. of an acquisition stay around. So I'm I, ideally I'm looking for someone that loves the industry, loves doing what they're doing, but they want to do it differently. They want to. They're tired of the day to day grind of dealing with the GST people, dealing with accountants, dealing with uh, delinquent accounts. Uh, they got into the business and they grew their business because they loved doing with dealing with the customer. Yeah, they love they they love to hunt. They love to hunt, and yeah. then you know they 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 get successful. They start growing their business, and they now they got a million dollars. They got two million, and. They hire some staff, and they have staffing problems. Uh, yeah, that never ever happens with anybody. But <laughs> but, uh, but but uh, but they have some. And then the next thing they know, they sit back and they say, "You know what? I haven't. What do I like doing in this business? I hate right. dealing with the GS. I I like interacting with the customer and seeing. Yeah. When's the last time I made a sales call? I haven't made a sales call in six eight weeks. So that's a perfect, perfect fit for us. The gross profit is obviously the number one indicator. I'm sure you're also looking for unique, you know, what their unique value prop is, what you they can add to your portfolio. And you already have such a powerful structure. You can come alongside them and really support them well. On this subject of growth, you started a lead generation project last year. Yeah. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, uh, good, good, good question. Good question. That was all new to us, all, all new to us because uh, here we've got this 
large, large network of professional salespeople, and they're busy. They're busy looking after accounts and busy. So our, our thought was if we could bring them leads, they're good. They're going to close these leads uh, nine times out of ten. So yeah. we work with a, a, an ad agency here in town and uh, put together this program. I wish I could tell you, Bobby, it was the best thing since sliced bread, but um, it, well, it wasn't. It wasn't. I, um, it was a good experience. We learned a lot. It's, yeah. It was an expensive experience because it cost us a lot of money to, right. to, 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 to do this, and I was disappointed at the results. Right. Uh, if I'm being completely honest with you, I was disappointed. Did we get leads? Yes. But I don't think it was the right kind of lead for us. And yeah. I think in retrospect, we had the wrong ad agency doing it. They seem to be good at, and they're, all their references in retrospect were uh, B2C. Like, we're B2B. And right. uh, we've taken some stuff away from that as we've... Uh, uh, yeah. We get a lot of leads organically just because of uh, we've been around since... Before the internet was around, so right. uh, uh, so we're gonna right. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take that experience from last year and build upon and try try and grow more organically. Yeah, thanks for sharing that, Steve. I, you know, there's probably not a distributor um, uh, that hasn't attempted something like that, and probably the biggest breakdown is when you start partnering with these outside partners. They really have this idea of the business they have to get over, and so th- they're they're constantly trying to cross this chasm from a B to C experience with the merchandise versus the B to B buyer who they are. I don't know if that's that's been the case with this particular agency, but it does seem to be a common story where it does um, doesn't tend to work out. It's just the the partner couldn't grasp yeah. the reality of the buyer and the experience. And I think that I, I actually met with the owner a number of times, and I. I I don't want to throw our account manager under the bus that looked after. He seemed to get it because he had to get involved at the ninth hour. Right. Uh, I wanted it to be successful. I know he was trying very, very, but as much as we were talked about, here's what we are. We're B2B. As much as they nodded their head, everybody in the room was nodding their head. Right. I don't think they really did get it at the end of the day. Yeah. I really don't think. Doesn't it go back to what really works in this business is, is organic growth led by referrals and focusing, you, for one thing, you mentioned that your strength is also helping your account execs to grow widely within existing accounts. Do you have a strategy for that or a platform for that? Or is this just a constant communication going on in your business about how to grow grow existing business? Yeah. Well, that's con- it is constant. But I'll tell you something that's funny, you, what you're just going to. Here's what we did the, uh, uh, this year. We thought, you know, we're just going to get, what do we know about our business? What do we know about us? What do we know about and what works well? So you know what we're doing? It's just... You just want to bang your head head against the wall sometimes and say, well, why, why, why did we do this originally? We, what we've done, so we've got this network all over the country. We right. thought we're going to have our own specific shows. We've got some, a new, a new uh, uh, uniform uh, division. So we're, we've got uni- professional uniforms in our offering now. And a lot of folks don't know about it. A lot of our customers don't know about it. So we thought, let's take that money and let's go into some markets that we're very, very strong at. We're going we're gonna to put it on uh, as, as the head office. I got a letter, our director of sales and marketing. She coordinates it. She puts it up in all the major cities, a large show, gets the vendors to come out and always say to the sales partners in that area, hey, no cost to you. Get your customers and potential customers out. 
So it's really going back old school, Bobby. So yeah. people come in and we can touch and feel and t- see them. I cannot tell you how popular and how much how much business we new business we've gotten. We've wow. done it in Halifax. We've done it in Winnipeg. We did it. Uh, we're we're going to Calgary and and um, Vancouver in the next month. We even try it. Let's do a small town of Belleville. It's just so hugely popular that. Uh, um, uh, it's just kind of refreshing. We think, and that's why I say yeah. you bang your head again. Like we used to do that ten years ago. We used to do that. <laughs> you know what? It, so we 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 we, we okay. We got we got we got to be real fancy. We got to do something different. Yeah. We got to do, and we have tried all that. Then we go back to what we did, and uh, new customers doing deeper dives with uh, all the things we've been talking about that we want to do. We're getting yeah. from these these shows. These shows. Yeah, yeah. Now the shows are a little yeah. bit. There's more, they're more involved than they were 10 years ago, but at the end of the day, it's a show. It's a show. Well, and you're you're capitalizing on the one thing that's really difficult to get and earn and keep in this business, and that's trust. And it sounds like that's what your account executives have done so well, ergo a very successful opportunity when you're introducing a new product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's switch gears a little bit. Um, International commerce is now on many distributors' doorsteps. Mm and can you t- tell us a little bit about Wage and your experience with the World Advertising Gift Exchange and explain that? I'm not so sure. I'm, I don't know that I'd ever heard of that until I talked to you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's an organization. It's been, been around for a long time, long time. It was founded in, uh, in uh, Germany in uh, uh, 1956. In Europe, you'll hear it called Vaga, but it's uh, uh, Wage. Uh, North Americans call it Wage. It, it's a World Advertising Gift Exchange, and and really, what it, what it is, it's a, a group of like-minded distributors, promotional product distributors, uh, that get together and share best practices. Um, we get together and. Um, um, uh, we, uh, there's, there's no, there's no threat to one another. Uh, right. there's only one, one member from each country. Why did you join? Um, to learn, to, to, to learn, to, um, yeah, to learn. Um, but, cause I, 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 I never ever believe like, yes, I've been doing this a long time. And sometimes that can be, that can be a problem too. Uh, you know, you've had some success doing what you've done and you get, and I'm sure you experience, you get into the, your routines, you do the same thing day in, day out. Uh, you've had some success because this is how you're going to respond to this. But I think this has been extremely powerful and beneficial to me to uh, leave the office, to get together with like-minded professionals from different cultures who are doing the same thing as you, but doing sometimes completely differently and having a tremendous amount of success. So it just allows me to step back and say, hey, that's working in Sweden. Why wouldn't that work in Canada? How different is the business in, in these various countries compared to here? No matter what country, if it's, it's, is it Singapore, if it's, uh, uh, if it's Japan, Sweden, Russia, there's a common thread between all of us. We're all doing the same thing. We're all doing exactly the same thing. Some of us doing it different, a little differently. Where I see the 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 uh, the, the the big differences is how you com- how they compensate salespeople, how 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 uh, they interact with salespeople, and then what's kind of funny and unique is different product offerings. Are there compensation models that you admire in some of the other countries that would be wise for us to consider or adapt? I'm always interested in compensation. Um, because uh, we at Talbot, we have a, an old model. It works for us. It works, so we've left it alone, and it works for our salespeople. 
but I'm always interested in in the compensate. They are they are different. I would say my m- mine and the, the U.S. partner. I'll, I'll let you know the U.S. partner is uh, Geiger. Um, they're the U.S. member of of, of wage, right. and our compensation models are are identical. How we compensate is the same as Geiger. Right. Um, we're unique. We're the of of twenty. How many members do we have now? Twenty two. We're the only we're the only two that compensate the way we do. The others are salary and commission. Some right. salary. The traditional compensation model in the business has been either 50-50 splits or 60-40 splits or or maybe even 70-30. Do you feel like operating expenses are growing and that that traditional structure is somewhat at risk? Absolutely. And and that's actually, and I I put a lot of pressure on us because costs are escalating to deal with a customer is escalating. So we've been able to be successful with the the formula, the compensation, because... um, I believe anyway that we've constantly been looking at technology to innovate. We've have to we have to we have to uh, uh, do that order faster with less touches. Uh, uh, and the quicker we can do that, and and that's not a that's not our salesperson's problem. Uh, they they expect that from us. They expect that. So it's us as a company. Uh, we need we need to we need to constantly be looking to innovate, and uh, and. And there's technology that can that that can do that. It's out there, and that's why we need to be mindful and aware of what's out there right now, so we can continue to drive our costs down, to do it with fewer people, uh, to do it quicker and faster and more accurate. Because let's face it, too, you know, you, you do an order wrong, that just adds to the, adds to the adds to the cost of things. So right, yeah, I, right. I, I think because of our model, it's 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 forced us and put pressure on us as a management team to to which is a good thing. We haven't gotten complacent just because you know we 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 were good five years ago doesn't mean anything today. I look at the changes and in, in that we've had in in five years, like we don't even look like the same company in some areas of the business. Yeah, so. Talbot Marketing was recognized as Business of the Year at the London Chamber of Commerce's annual Business Achievement Awards. The largest business award ceremony in Canada, is that right? That's correct. Yeah, yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's the largest. Congratulations, by yeah. the way. Were there some keys we can learn? What does it take to be a business of the year? And let me ask it, let me ask it another way. Is this a chamber of commerce that you have been heavily involved in? And how do you think this came about? And what did you learn from it? And what can we apply from you? You know what? It's not, it's not a, it's not a success story over, overnight. It's, uh, it's just doing the right thing. Day in, day out, week after week, month after month, year after year, uh, we've been we've in that. Uh, that was a very, very nice accolade for us. Very good, very nice um, uh, for the entire group because it was an entire company award that we were recognized in our community as being one of the, one of the uh, business of the year for what we do. Uh, what we yeah. do, it's what we do for the community and how we run our business and how we treat our employees. So I think, I, in, in a nutshell, Bobby, you know, I, I could go in on and on, but we want to do the right thing day in and day out. We want to do the right thing opposite our customer. We want to do the right thing in our community. And we want to do the right thing with our, our employees. And I think if you've got that mindset, the profits and sales, they're, they're going to they're gonna be there. They're going to be there because people are going to start to talk about you. You know, when business owners and principals talk about doing the right thing and talk about doing the right thing with community, doing the right thing with employees, I think what's what's missing, there's so much that goes on in that answer that it's hard to get beneath. And what I mean by that is 
I can remember times where we're looking at things like uh, insurance increases and operating costs that may tax the employee. And there are those moments that maybe some folks don't realize that happen quite frequently in a business's operation where you have to make very difficult decisions. And the solution actually comes down to what are we doing the right thing in that particular moment? And it becomes this cumulative total of doing the right thing. So I know some folks, they'll hear the right thing and they kind of roll their eyes and think, well, of course, do the right thing. But it really are these micro moments that come from a built-in philosophy or an adopted philosophy that you've decided to do the right thing. Is that right? Exactly. And I'll give you an example of what I mean. I'll give you something that uh, we can maybe people can, in 2000, we talked about 2007, 2008. Yeah. Uh, um, what I did, I, I, we had to, we had, we had to make match the expenses of the company with the revenues. Revenues were dropping. It's just like I, I look, I, I use the analogy. It's like a personal checkbook. If anybody uses a checkbook anymore, you can't write checks uh, to the amount of more dollars than you have coming in. It's just, yeah. just, and you can't, you can't run a business like that. You can't, you can't have your expenses more than the, the, the profits you're, you're making. So, uh, we had to make some tough decisions back then. So I knew what we had to do as a company. I knew where we had to, but I, again, I wanted to be transparent to our, our employees. So we got out at a town hall meeting, brought everybody together. And I said, Hey, here's what we're up against. Sales are dropping. Expenses aren't. We need to bring our expenses in line. I've got. I just want you to know. I'm. I'm really, really serious about this. I've. I've got some things in mind that we're going to have to do, and they're not going to be fun, and they're going to be. But I want. I want your help too. I want your help, and I need your suggestions. Bobby, that was so powerful. That was so. The ideas I got back, the suggestions I got back. Some of them we implemented. Others were so drastic. We. I would never in the in the worst scenario. I wouldn't do do with it. So <laughs> do, do do what some of the suggestions were. But the fact that they felt empowered. One of those things that we did. We have a very very robust benefit program around here, on purpose. Some yeah. of we have some long tenure to people. People who spend their whole careers with us. So I want them to have something at the end of the day. If they spend thirty years working with us here, at the end of the day, I want them to have a, a nest egg for themselves. Right. And I think in the United States is a 401k up in Canada, it's called an RSP. So we have a, we have a, we self fund an RSP program for our employees. Well, when things got bad and that costs a lot of money to do that, we, yeah. when things got bad there, we couldn't self fund, we couldn't fund it anymore for them. So we canceled mm-hmm. that. Two years later, things got better, right? The things got going, right? Well, I know there was rumblings around the company. They'll never, ever see that benefit again. Uh, that's it's it was taken right. away. We'll never see that. Well, that wasn't the intent. The intent was everybody shared the pain. Uh, and now that we got, now that we got, we got the expenses underlying revenues were growing again. We implemented that. We put that back in place because it's mm. the right thing to do. Yeah. It's the right thing. And I know when we had that meeting, they were actually, some people had tears in their eyes and they were shocked, but that, that's that's a, that's an example. Of, I I believe yeah. anyway, that was the right thing to do. That's a great story. Thanks for sharing. That's fantastic. So you've been a board member of the PPPC and WAGE, as well as very active in PPAI. Why does running for the board make sense for you now? Well, you you, you kind of touched on it. How the the world's getting flat. It's not yeah. uh, it's not it's not the uh, U.S. Association. It's not our, our industry. It's not the Canadian associ or industry anymore. We. Sh- Goods go back and forth across the border all day long, all day long. Yeah. They go around the world, for that matter, all day long. And when I look at uh, PPAI, Promotional Products Association International, I think the time is 
perfectly right. Because I'm the first, I'm the first Canadian that's got this far. I think now it's a perfect time to have uh, to broaden the repre- representation for the PPI board. Mm. Uh, PPAI has done a tremendous, tremendous job with building. I'm going to tell you, building their brand, PPAI, building that. Done a very, very good job with it. Yeah, uh, and, and, agree. How, and how, and how I'm, I'll be more specific on that on why I think they've done it. Look how look how much the membership's engaged. On PP, PPI members are very, very engaged and feel they're a part of something. I got to tell you, just as I've been around the world, and we talked about some of the stuff that I've been involved in around uh, around the globe in this industry, other associations are not operated like PPI or don't have the membership engagement PPAI has. Yeah, I've so heard that. They're on to something very, very good there. And I just like, to, yeah. I just like, I think now it's time to broaden do you that. Think, do you think the supplier-distributor relationship is robust or fragile? That's a setup question because I have a feeling where you're going to go with that. <laughs> I, 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 it works. It works, and I think it's stronger. We, we probably have fewer dis- suppliers any, uh, than we did uh, a, bu- a bunch of years ago. But our supplier yeah. relationship, the relationships we have with these suppliers are stronger than ever, than ever 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 yeah. before uh yeah. we share more we share more information with them confidential right. information with our true true supplier part that we never yeah. would 10 years ago we yeah. share margin, that- inf- margin information and people will say well you share your margin with your suppliers well they're a yeah. partner like look out back here we don't I make agree. we don't make anything out back there's nothing i, I agree need, i need them i need them so why wouldn't i why wouldn't i share yeah. that hey if we're, if we're trying to get this piece of business together I need to share. I need to be transparent to my supplier, just as I need yeah. them to be transparent to me. And I think that I think that Bobby, that's that that's probably that part of it is stronger than it's ever been, ever yeah, been. I would agree. I, I would agree with you a hundred percent, a hundred percent. You obviously then you have these segmentations, if you will, of supplier partners, where you have these levels. I'm guessing. So you might have a top twenty or top thirty or top fifty that you concentrate on, right? Absolutely. And um, and I get, at the end of the day, I know as a supplier, when I was a supplier. Hey, I'm going to focus on my energy on someone who's yeah. focusing on my lines and on my, my on yeah. me and who cares about our well our well being. So it's a two way street. It's, it's yeah. got to be a yeah. two way street. If I'm expecting my supplier partner to uh, hey get it done right on time, get it out, and sometimes jump through hoops for me because yeah. oh my customer forgot they ordered this, they needed us for a sales meeting in two days in Vancouver. Hey, I. I, I need to I need to feel I need them to feel that I'm a good partner and when they look at it they say well Talbot do they do they pay us on time or are they stretching us 90 right. days well no here they want us to jump through hoops for them but uh, they're really no they're they're really no 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 partner I don't want them to feel that when they when they think of that yeah. Talbot marketing there's one question I like to ask and it's not a trick question it's actually more a question that gives us a glimpse into the life of a CEO or the life of a president of a company. What's on your desk right now? What's on my desk right now? I've got okay, yeah, good, 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 good. I've got the. It was just put on prior to our our phone call. The backup, our computer system backup, because mm-hmm. I take it home and put it in a in a safe. Uh, if the place burns down, I got the the, the backup for our computer system. Uh, as we've been talking, I had a, a book sales report put on my desk. Okay, is that a monthly, uh, a daily, or is that what is that? Oh, I've got a. One, that's one thing we, 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 we know the numbers inside and out here. Sometimes it's sometimes too much so that I can get, uh, uh, but, but, uh, you've got um, hourly book numbers. Coming oh, to we, you. We've got a, but this, this is a, a cycle. This is a commission cycle. So every, two, every 10 yeah. days, this is a commission cycle one. Uh, the daily one is emailed to me. So I have that. 
and I have. Uh, what do you do with that? I'm just I'm just curious. What do you do? What, what what's actionable of that? Is it just you make making sure that these are your KPIs and you just want to make sure you're measuring those? Yeah, we're measuring. What goes in your head when you look at booked orders? And you know what I'm and what I'm what I'm doing because I'm interacting with our salespeople or I'm out talking to. I want to know what they're doing. Yeah. I want to know. I, I want. I, I'll pick up the phone. There'll be someone here. I'll pick up the phone or, or send an email to. Uh, let me see here. Uh, Cynthia Heath. Cynthia Heath is number one in the country, and that's fantastic for Cynthia. Right. I'm gonna. Cynthia is gonna get a, a small bouquet of flowers for me. It's the first time she's ever been number one in the country. So I. I need nice. to. Just a part of what I do. I need to be. I just need to know. Uh, I want to see yeah. who they're selling. I look for trends. I look for trends. If somebody, uh, yeah. I look for product trends. What's what's selling? Is there, is there a particular product that's hot that we can uh, that our top ten of uh, are selling this product uh, day so in and good. day out? Maybe we can share it with the other hundred salespeople that hey, our top ten are doing very well with this product. So there's yeah. a number of things I'm looking for. Some of our newer, greener people that uh, uh, that have come on. Um, I'm looking. I'm looking for them. Uh, yeah. Uh, just as I'm looking over here, here's a new guy, new guy. Uh, do you, do you, that's, that's fantastic by the way, Steve, thanks for sharing that. And do you do what I used to do? I also used to look at that booked order report and look for the, uh, very rare in our case, but six or six figure orders that may be there. Do you look for, for big tickets, yeah. making sure that things are copacetic with yeah. finance and anything else that's going on? I, we, I do. And then the other thing I got, I got a finance guy that will go to that to to the nth degree but i'll i'll, I'll do a, a higher level look at that the other thing the other yeah. thing i'm looking for and i talked about is our margin it's margin makes margin mar, margin and cash flow it's what helps keep talbot marketing uh, uh ticking here and uh yeah. that's uh and then I got, that's the other thing i've got the cash flow report that uh, came in um so is that on the 10-day cycle or is that a daily or a, a that, monthly I'll, I'll, I'll get I'll get that I'll get that monthly. That kind of stuff to me is always fascinating to know what's on someone's desk because that gives you a glimpse of what their life is like. And just like you giving flowers to that employee, I mean, what a great tip that somebody can take away listening to this. And the other thing, I guess, I just got on. Somebody put some buttons here. Vote for Steve, 2017 <laughs> PPI board. Here you go. I don't know what we're gonna Perfect do. I don't segue. Know what we're going to do with these buttons, but uh, anyway, that kind of <laughs> kind of looks like me, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, we've got five minutes left. Are there any questions I didn't ask that you or topics that you wanted to talk about? No, I think you covered the award. The other big one that we won that was actually bigger than the chamber. It's a it's a it's a national award. It's a um, one of Canada's best managed companies. That was a oh, huge wow. huge award, and it's it's audited. It's put together by so it's a. Uh, it's one of Canada's best managed companies. We won it two years ago. We requalified last year, and we're wow. in the process of requalifying. And it's audited, so you know some of these awards. You just fill out a form, and there's a selection group, yeah. and they kind of like what you wrote, and they say, "Yeah, you're it." This one right. isn't like that. They actually send auditors in from Deloitte and one of the other big banks, uh, CIBC. Uh, they send people in, and they go over and they make sure that. What you wrote here that you're doing that. Then that's a real objective look then in terms of what payroll looks like and benefits and all of that. Absolutely. And they want to know they've got bench because they've been doing this for a while and there's right. only 50 each year. And so they've been doing it for so and it's a it's for private. So there's only I don't know what the exact number. I'm not going to have the exact number, Bobby, but it was last I heard it was around 200 recipients of this award. So when you think of all the private companies in Canada and there's only been 200 odd Winners of this award, 
I don't. I'm. It's I'm, huge. I'm pretty. I'm pretty proud of that. Congratulations. You should be. And it focuses on different areas. So they've got benchmarks because of different. They've done this so with different uh, different uh, in um, companies and been doing over the years. So they they talk about strategy. They want to know what's your business strategy and how you bring it there. What are your capabilities as a company? Of course, finances play a big deal. Right. Uh, um, uh, they want to know your core competencies uh, and wh- why are they better than somebody else. So that's huge. It's it's, huge. it's, just, it's all the five key areas of of having a successful business. Like you can't yeah. you can't have a, a a best managed company if all you're focusing on is finance, fine, uh, making a profit, yeah. making a profit, because you're going to tick off a lot of customers and, yeah. and some of your employees. And it needs to be you need to have a balance between the entire organization. So and the fact yeah. that other p- people came in and adjudicated us and said yes put a tick next to these areas and we've won that. I think that's a, that we're awfully proud of that. Very, very yeah, proud of that. It should and be. That's a lifetime. That's a lifetime achievement. Abs- absolutely. Absolutely. And we've won business over that uh, because companies, mm. I think they, they, they want to deal with a best managed company. They sure. want to deal with a, a company that's well, well run and, and operated because uh, they don't want to worry about, they won't, don't want to worry about uh, the, their, their, their professional uh, uniforms or their corporate apparel or their program, yeah. their promotional program. They want to deal with it, put it to bed and let Talbot Marketing look after the rest and not think about it again. Steve, this has been great. I really enjoyed talking with you and uh, your experience has been tremendous. You obviously run a very strong company, and I, I just, I've, I've just, just enjoyed the conversation today. Well, I got to tell you, Bobby. Likewise, you've been a good, and I felt like uh, it's just been. A, I got to tell you, I had some, I had some butterflies come, and I don't know from, <laughs> I didn't even know. I think we're halfway done, and I thought, geez, the interview is going on right now, and I didn't, I didn't even, I didn't even. <laughs> I said, so good, good on you. I said, geez, Bobby, Bobby really knows what he's doing. I didn't even know it started. <laughs> It's a fun part of the job. I get to show up and just ask questions. I've mentioned this before, but you know, it's always amazing to me how, how much risk you've taken through your life. And I always honor that in entrepreneurs. It's, it's a tremendous risk. And to look back over a lifetime and consider the achievements that you've made, um, it's just a, it's a joy. So thanks for joining me. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, I've enjoyed it as well. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of SKUcast. Be sure to keep up with our latest content by subscribing to SKUcast on iTunes or to our blog at community.commonskew.com. Until next time, friends, thanks so much for listening.